What is up, Foley fam? We had to uh, let that one play out a little bit, get everybody into the Christmas spirit. We are back for a long overdue episode of the Pod Warriors. This will be the last one of uh, 2023, and it's a follow-up to last year. We're giving you guys a a little Christmas special, man. So you remember last year we did a little kind of like a quick format episode just talking about some of our favorite uh, Christmas treats and goodies that we like to snack on right around Christmas time. And we're bringing you guys a little bit more of a uh, filled-out episode touching on all things Christmas, and I could not do it without my main man, my best buddy, Jordan. What's going on, dude? Oh, you know, just uh, ready for the Christmas season and just a peek behind the curtain. This is Christmas weekend right now, so we are uh, we're ready to go, man. We're three days from Christmas. We're we're fully in it, and uh, presents are wrapped, candy's made. We're ready to roll. Yeah, I'm actually going to go speed round on the uh, the post production. So again, like Jordan mentioned, it is the evening of December 22nd as we're sitting down to record this. Um, and, and I'm going to drop it tonight. So you guys have a chance to listen to this while you're on the road, uh, anywhere you're going, having to be going for Christmas weekend, or if you're just sitting around stuck in the house because of cold weather, uh, we'll have you guys all set. want to remind you guys, visit www.chickfoley.com to support all things uh, related to the Chick Foley show. This is the Pod Warriors theme. Feel free to go back. Uh, we got these clearly marked in the in the podcast feed. Again, these episodes are all kind of evergreen, as we like to say. Um doing deep dives on just different topics that happen to be, you know, on me and Jordan's mind, on our heart as, as it relates to the world of wrestling. And, uh, you know, sometimes we just do life episodes like this one. Uh, it's end of year. So, you know, a good time for reflection. want to thank you guys for all the support for me and Jordan's other podcast. We started this year, the goal line, both here on the Chick Foley show feed and on, uh, you know, its own feed across all the podcast apps. So just thanks again for that guys. It's been an awesome year for us here in the podcast world. And we're looking forward to 2024 and we, couldn't think of a better way to put a bow on the year than doing another Christmas special. So going to change it up a little bit. Uh, typically, I'm kind of running point on the pods, but tonight uh, in the Christmas spirit, you know, it's a season of giving. I'm going to give the ball over to Jordan and he's going to kind of drive the conversation as we talk all things about our favorite holiday, Christmas. All right. So uh, we're going to do a lot of favorites tonight. So we're going to do, we'll start it off with our favorite Christmas song slash artist. Um, we, we let it off with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. That's one of my favorite Christmas songs. It just, it always gets me in the spirit. And uh, if you listen through, instead of her saying pumpkin pie, if you listen close, it sounds like she's saying fucking pie. So I don't I don't know how you can get more Christmas than that than having some fucking pie. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. So um, I'm going to let Seth start us off on his, one of his favorite Christmas songs. So probably my all-time favorite Christmas song, man. It's a it's a traditional classic, dude. Elvis Presley's version of Blue Christmas, man. I always mm-hmm. like that one. I love Elvis's Christmas album. That's probably like my favorite as far as like, you know, start to finish, um, you know, Christmas albums by artists. And I love Blue Christmas, man. It just gets you in the Christmas spirit. Uh, Elvis sounds great on it. And, and I think it's when he had his best. And, you know, he's the king of rock and roll. Yeah, it, that's a great song. Whole album bangs. I mean, it's just, dude... It just sets you off for Christmas, man. Nothing better than a little Elvis during Christmas. Um, One of my other favorites is uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. I don't know why, but man, this this song always just gets me in the mood for Christmas. 
it's so old yet it's just such a classic song um still hits the same today as it did probably when it was released so that that's still one of my all-time favorites and I know we're going to get into movies later on, but it's the soundtrack for, you know, just a really great scene on Home Alone when Kevin McAllister is getting ready by himself for the first mm-hmm. time. You know, he puts the aftershave on his face. I remember that scene like scarred me, dude, for years. I thought that aftershave was just going to burn like straight fire if it ever touched my face. And really, it just this kind of a nice little cooling sensation. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as you would think. So, yeah, it's but you're right. That is just such a great moment in the movie. So some other Christmas music I want to toss out there at the risk of losing my man card um, five minutes into the, oh, uh, the podcast, no. dude. NSYNC's Christmas album, man. Go back no. and listen to NSYNC's Christmas okay. album. That thing is awesome, dude. They've got uh, – it's a mix of you know their take on Christmas classics and then they got just some you know in classic like Mariah Carey fashion, just some random you know Christmas pop songs that they recorded, but – Really, really good, man. I'll, I'll ride or die for NSYNC. Um, you know, I know they're, they get just labeled as like boy band crap, but those guys could really freaking sing. Do you listen to some of their acapella stuff? I put them toe to toe with boys to men on like the vocal ability. Um, they got an acapella version of Oh Holy Night on that album that is just absolutely impeccable. So yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout out to NSYNC's Christmas album, man. I, I guarantee you, dude, it, there's people that are, I'm sure are hearing this and rolling their eyes right now, but if they put it on, let it play a few songs, they will be bopping in the car, dude. Uh, another album that me and Ari really love. It came out in 2012. It's CeeLo's Magic Moment. CeeLo Green does a bunch of Christmas songs. Um, one of the biggest bangers on that album is All I Need Is Love. It's with the Muppets. It's just, it's a great Christmas song. And the whole album is awesome, dude. CeeLo is so underrated. Um, this is definitely one of me and Ari's favorites. Uh, we, we actually bought this on CD, so that tells you how long this goes back but yeah it's it's a great album and i strongly suggest you listen to it it's it's really good so yeah CeeLo's super soulful dude man i mean i I have not heard that but i i can't imagine that's uh not absolutely awesome um i'm I'm gonna say one more so last year we took zoe to her first concert and it was pentatonic's christmas concert that concert was like honestly one of the better concerts I've ever been to. It did make it more special because it was Zoe's first Christmas or her first concert period. She loved it. Those guys are super talented. Uh, they came back through here this year, but it was like twice the price. So we didn't go this year, but strongly suggest you go to that if it ever comes through your town because they are really talented and they, they do all the Christmas classics. So I would definitely suggest seeing Pentatonics in person. I'll throw one more deep cut out there, man, just for a solo track. If anybody's wanting some country Christmas, Alabama dropped, I think, I'm pretty sure it was just a one-off single that they did back in the 80s. I don't think it was even part of any album, but they dropped a song called Christmas in Dixie that, if you like country music, like that like classic 80s country sound of Alabama, it's just perfect, man. It's impossible to listen to it without just feeling nice and warm and toasty inside and, and getting ready for Christmas time. Yeah, and I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention Ari's favorite Christmas song. It's Last Christmas by Wham. She absolutely loves that song. Yeah, great it's song. All, it is a great song. It's, it is one of the classics. Um, I think we could go on and on about Christmas songs all night. Obviously, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Great song. I feel like that song's so unfairly hated on, dude. It does get played a ton, but it's a, the reason it gets played a ton is because it's a great fucking song. 
Dude, it's the number one song from November 1st to the end of the year for a reason. Like, it's it's a great song. Like, I, I don't understand how people hate on Mariah Carey. Like, I feel like Mariah Carey is unhateable. Yeah, I, just, I love I that one. It. And then her version of uh, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, dude, I think Brenda Gleason maybe did the original one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, hers is uh, her version of that's awesome. I put that right up there with All I Want for Christmas. Yeah, Mariah Carey can't do no wrong in my eyes. So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm glad uh, we both got our Mariah Carey love in there. That's Darlene Love sings the original version of that one. I don't know where I pulled the name Darlene Brenda Gleason love. from. Okay. I'm sure that sounds like some sort of '60s pop star, <laughs> dude. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home by Darlene Love, great song. <laughs> Seth just straight up made up a singer, Brenda Gleason. Hold on, think of another Christmas song you like. I'm gonna look and see if that's even a real person, dude. It's probably like some um, random Facebook friend. Another Christmas song I like. Hmm. Trying to think. Yeah, I think here. I just pulled that name out of the ether, dude. That, that's not a real person. <laughs> um, I like the Jackson Five, all their Christmas songs as well. Yeah. My favorite is probably Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Um, that's a great, that whole album is great, though, their Christmas album. So, again, suggest going back and listening to it i i'm pretty sure anybody who's listening to this episode has heard all these songs we're talking about now but if you haven't definitely go back and listen to these because all good songs man and i get it a, a lot of people don't love christmas music but dude how do you not love christmas music man it's just got dude, a november sound. 1st hits i'm listening yep, to christmas music. i load up the november christmas hit song. i got like five different stations that i throw in my pandora shuffle mix man and yeah, I got I got another one, dude. I know we're trying to keep it moving a little bit, but at the end of the day, no, we're good. not we're not on a time limit on these. Not necessarily a Christmas song, but one of my favorite Christmas music moments. Episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, Will had been, you know, talking talking mad shit to his family that he was friends with Boys to Men from back, you know, in West Philadelphia, and he had said that he was he had told them that he was going to be able to get Boys to Men to come to. I want to say it was like the the baptism or something for his nephew or cousin. Something there was some some young child was getting like baptized or christened or something um, right around Christmas time, and he had Will had made the promise that he obviously couldn't keep uh, that Boys to Men was going to show up, and you know he's falling apart, and just as he's about to tell his family that you know he lied about it, he didn't have the connections like he said he did. Freaking Boys to Men come walking in the church singing uh, Silent Night, and it's just awesome, awesome moment. Well, I mean, since we're going to keep this going, my actual all-time favorite Christmas song is Mary Did You Know by Kenny Rogers and Winona Judd. I just, <laughs> dude, I don't know why, but it, I, I get it, man. I, I get it's funny, but dude, it just, I don't know why that song just always, like, since I was a kid, it just always made me think of Christmas. Like, obviously, we're not a big church family. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that, but and I get it. It's more of like a church song. I but, didn't know we were. Um, yeah, I know. I didn't know we were going on the the religious tip for uh, for Christmas tonight, man. Hey, man, we're doing midnight mass on <laughs> Friday the twenty second. Might as well get it rolling for the weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I just I love that. No, song. No, it's a good have. song, man. I just out of, out of all the Christmas songs that exist, dude. That's <laughs> that's probably in the last round of ones I would have like picked. To, like you know, put money on. Jordan's gonna bring this up on the show tonight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, J- Jordan's a different guy when it comes to Christmas. Man. Yeah, I get I get in my, in my feelings and I I get all emotional at Christmas time. So this is this is who I am at Christmas, guys. <laughs> all right, now uh, you got anything else you want to hit on, on Christmas songs? I mean, I, you know, I I 
Jordan put together an amazing format for the show tonight. Now that we're getting into it, I feel like we probably could have took each one of these topics and just had Christmas specials for the next six years, too, because we can keep it going. But I think we're good, man. We can revisit it. We'll go back and uh, just revisit this next year. We, we can keep it moving. Here's the thing, man. They're, they're never going to stop releasing new Christmas songs or movies or there's there's always going to be more. So it, it ain't like this is just like yeah. a one year thing. We can always go back and do it again. Um, we probably should leave this next topic till last, but we're going to do it before, uh, before we get into the bed break. Let's do uh favorite Christmas movies. I know this one could take like an hour alone, so, um, we'll try to shorten it as much as possible, but this is going to be, uh, me and Seth's friendship hanging in the balance, depending on what he says here. So, cause I've seen some, uh, really questionable things on YouTube or not on YouTube, but TikTok lately about like favorite Christmas movies and, one of the main ones getting excluded and I, I literally just want to delete TikTok because people are just fucking haters. So that me and your friendship hangs in the balance. So get us started, Seth. My all time favorite is probably it's gotta be home alone, man. I feel like it still holds up pretty good at the time when I saw it, it was just absolutely mesmerizing to me. This kid going toe to toe with, you know, the, the, the wet bandits, you know, soon to be the sticky bandits. So I, I, I'll do a combo platter, Home Alone and Home Alone 2, man. Like, I just love those movies. My kids enjoy those movies now. Um, there was a time as a kid that I wanted to change my name to Kevin McAllister. That's how infatuated I was with these <laughs> movies. And, and yeah, I, I'll toss those out as an opening salvo. I'm going to give you a hot take on that. I think Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1, honestly. It's good. I think The New York Christmas Home in New Alone York adds a lot. Dude, and him renting out a hotel room, like, imagine being a kid that's 10 years old, having your own hotel room with with room service and everything. I just, I can't imagine how awesome that would have been. Granted, you were in New York by yourself, but. And he was out, I feel like Home Alone 2, he was out in the world exploring a whole lot more. You know, we got that a little bit in part one. You know, he goes out to the groceries one day. He goes to that church on Christmas Eve, but. The vast majority of that movie, I mean, it's by design, but the vast majority of that movie took place inside the home, whereas Home Alone 2, like I said, he's just out and about, you know, having adventures. Yeah, it's a great movie. They're both great. I I love both those movies. You can't go wrong with either one. So me and Seth's friendship still is okay. (laughs) That's not my favorite. My all time favorite is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I just think like this movie to me is is just Christmas wrapped up in a box like there's nothing better than uh, Clark Griswold at Christmas time. Yeah. The way he decorates his house. I mean, the the gifts that he wants to give all of his in-laws and stuff. He's like, wanting everybody to have their best Christmas ever, man. Yeah. And like, I just think like everything that happens with, like I said, all of his in-laws and just the way everything goes down. It just, it kind of makes you feel like your own Christmas, you know, like, Sometimes you have problems with your in-laws at Christmas. Sometimes you have problems with your family at Christmas. It's just, it's part of Christmas, man. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that movie. It's just, it doesn't get any better than that one for me. Yeah. We watched that one just a couple of weeks ago. We actually had the Brett man stay up and watch it with us. And, you know, sometimes he's hit or miss on, on sitting down for a live action movie, but he watched the whole thing start to finish. We had a lot of laughs and still holds up, man. I, you get the awesome laughs, but it's also got a ton of heart, man. Like, you know, with, Yeah, cousin Eddie's kids not gonna have a Christmas, and Clark saves the day for them. And you know, Eddie ends up coming through as misguided as he was, you know, kidnapping Clark's boss. And I, I always love that scene when Clark gets stuck in the attic and he finds those old um, film reels, and it's got like the Ray Charles Christmas song playing as he sits down to watch them. Dude, it just it just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside, man. It does. It, it it's great. 
um, honey, get the rubber sheets when they're going to sleep inside the Griswold house. Like, dude, there's just so many one liners in that movie. Shitters full, obviously, <laughs> when he's all pissed off after he gets his uh, jelly of the month club, does the hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Like, it's just that whole movie is fantastic. And that that's why that one's my favorite. It, but you can't go wrong, man. Dude, there's just so many Christmas movies that are so good. Dude, you want to hear something to make you feel like absolutely ancient? I saw this mm-hmm. tweet or it was a post came through on, on Instagram the other day. So you remember the, uh, the, the girl at the lingerie counter that Clark's just infatuated with. Can't see the line. Can you? Yeah. Nicolette Scorsese is the name. She's going to turn 70 years old next month. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, dude, she was actually thirty-five dude, at that time of that movie. She was born in nineteen fifty-four, man. I, she was smoking hot though, dude. She still holds up, also. Yeah, still a banger. I mean, I haven't seen her in the last thirty years, but just from watching that, you know, sometimes like you go back and watch those like eighties or early nineties movies, and whatever, like who was supposed to be like the hot chick, it's just like, Ugh. yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, why? Why is everybody going crazy over her? Not this one, dude. She was still freaking. She could still get it. See how this one goes high up on the hip? Can't see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> I've been freaking. I, I, the other line, I've kind of cribbed from that from the most recent watch that I had is just saying, we're going to be, you know, the jolliest bunch of assholes the side of the loony bin. That's what I've been saying, you know. Anytime <laughs> Sheena's like, the yeah, the side of the nut house. Anytime Sheena's sweating like something for Christmas, I'm like, it's going to be fine, man. We're going to be the jolliest bunch of assholes the side of the nut house. My favorite scene in that movie is when uh, he greets his boss and his boss doesn't know his name. And they all all the guys walk into the office behind his boss and he's like, kiss my ass, kiss your <laughs> ass, happy Hanukkah. You know, the other part that I loved, it like hit a lot funnier watching it like as a, you know, fully mature adult. Uh, you know, I guess as fully mature as I am that I never really laughed as, about, as much as a kid is when... He offers to buy the Christmas presents for Cousin Eddie, and Cousin Eddie's already got the... He acts all surprised, and he whips out an already alphabetical list. Alphabetical order starting with Catherine. If it's not too much, I'd like to get you something (laughs) really nice. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you prefer out of uh, a Christmas vacation and just the original vacation, dude? Oh, Christmas vacation. I think that's the best vacation movie personally. I love vacation. It's it's a great movie, but dude, Christmas vacation just hits different. I think I like vacation better, but like the film critic side of me, I mean, I think I like I like Christmas vacation better. I think vacation is like the better movie though, dude. I just feel like it's got a little bit more of an edge to it and I don't know, it's just it's just funny, man. They're they're both outstanding though. Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with either one. Vegas Vacation is pretty good too, dude. And European Vacation. I would think there may have been Those some other ones else. But yeah, I, the obviously the two heavyweights are the original Vacation and then Christmas Vacation for sure. Yeah, they're good. All right, Seth, what else you got? Um, so this is kind of like a, a just a personal cut for me and Sheena, dude. I think this movie's gotten a little bit more of a cult following over the years, but we always love Christmas with the Cranks, man. Like, oh yeah, I kind of like that movie. I mean, that movie did not do very well at the box office, and I like I said, I think it's gotten more of a following over streaming and stuff. I kind of liked it when I, I mean, I I liked it okay when I first saw it, but Sheena has just loved that movie. Um, you know, since the first time she ever watched it, you know, I think we got it on Blu-ray as soon as it it came out and stuff, and um. Yeah, it's just the fact that how much she loves it is kind of just like made me love it more over the years. And I, I think it's just a good quintessential family Christmas movie. It is really good. We actually just watched that the other night because 
I think we watch it a couple times a year, but it is really, really good. Tim Allen's dude. Tim Allen is Mr. Christmas, man. He's, <laughs> he's in all the Santa Claus. He's in Christmas with the cranks. Yeah. Like he's just Mr. Christmas. But yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know whether you count it as a movie or not, but uh, Rudolph is like one of the best Christmas yeah. movie shows ever. I, I just don't think it gets better than Yukon and Bumble. It's just the it's animation a phenomenal is just movie. so it's just so enchanting. Dude, that is, it's honestly amazing. Like they redid it in HD, obviously a couple years ago, but it, it's still amazing how much that holds up. It, I mean, it's not like, obviously it's not as good as it could have been if they would have done it now, but it, it still holds up as far as the animation and everything. Yeah, and still it like very bumbles beautiful. awesome. I've always been a sucker yeah, for any kind of like claymation or like, you know, just like real life animation type stuff like that. And the music in that movie is just absolutely phenomenal. You got Burr Alive singing the whole time, so can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Got to hit Christmas Story, man. Like, I feel like that movie is so old at this point. I still don't feel like there's been a movie that captures the feeling of being a kid at Christmas as much as that one does, man. Like, that, when you still believe in Santa and you just have that desperation, man. Like, there's only, you know, you may have 15 things on your Christmas list, but there's honestly only one gift that is going to make or break your Christmas, and you're just desperate for it. I don't feel like there's been a movie since that's captured that feeling. I would agree. Um Another one of my favorites is Four Christmases. I just, I feel like that movie is so underrated. Uh, just the whole thing is just absolutely phenomenal. It's more of an adult movie, obviously, yeah. but um, it's just, it's a great movie. I love how all their names are named after the cities they were conceived in. Denver, <laughs> Dallas. Like, it's just, it's phenomenal. He's, I, I'm Brad. One for me as a figure collector that I've always loved is Jingle All the Way. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a great one, dude. That I feel like that one's would hit even better now as a parent, man. I feel like the the there's so many more just interest for kids, and honestly, kids just want video games now. I feel like that's something that's kind of missing nowadays, right? Like back in the '90s, it seemed like every Christmas though there was some toy that like every kid had to have, uh, and it always you know parents would be going crazy for. It. I remember like one year it was Tickle Me Elmo, like as crazy as that sounds, mm-hmm. people were just going nuts for Tickle Me Elmo, and then it was PlayStation Twos in 2000, just different stuff. Um, and, and yeah, man, that was that that movie just does a really good job capturing Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad are both hilarious in that. Yeah, it, that is a great movie. Um, I feel like we definitely got to include the Grinch with Jim Carrey in this. Like that movie is absolutely incredible and absolutely holds up to this day. It it doesn't seem like it was made as long ago as it was, but yeah, man, that movie's like twenty three years old, so. It, and it still holds up to this day. Yeah, my kids love the animated Grinch that came out in 2018. And see, dude, I'm a hardcore. I I don't like that movie. I mean, it's just, it's a sweet enough movie on its own for the kids. But that one, they made the Grinch way too like sympathetic Soft. and like you you're rooting for you're almost rooting for the Grinch the whole time, <laughs> right? Like, dude, the Grinch works because you have to despise this guy, and then when Cindy Lou forgives him, it's like, okay, I can forgive him too, man. They just, they made the Grinch, which I get it, dude. It was, you know, uh, animated film direct, directed the kids. They had to make him likable, but I just thought they made him too likable in that one. Jim Carrey did an outstanding job, man. I feel like, um, that movie gets, uh, I'm a hardcore Dr. Seuss fan. So I got, I got some deep takes on this, man. I feel like that movie doesn't get as much love as it does because I think they went a little too zany on the direction. Like if you look, the camera is like, diagonal or like slightly off center on almost every shot in that movie. And I think it just makes you feel kind of like, 
unsettled as you're watching it, um, which I, I guess they were going for, right? Like I, I can appreciate making the bold decision like that, but uh, all that was standing, man. Jim Carrey's performance is just awesome. And the set design was insane for that movie. Yeah, it's great. I agree with you about the newer one. I feel like it is way too accepting of the Grinch, like especially the end. They're they're having him carve the the wild beast and everything like that. Like it's like he was just welcomed into their home immediately. Like no no uh, remorse for what, everything that he did. Just come on in and just uh, sit down and have dinner with us. We all wanted you here. So and I think yeah. it was they made the Grinch like you know I mean he still did mean things, but he was he had like a sweetness to him and there was like a warmth to him that let like I don't think you ever really believed like that he was really this evil guy the whole time, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, I didn't like it, man. I would have liked, I, I, I appreciate them keeping Dr. Seuss and the Grinch alive, but I just would have liked something more authentic to the original cartoon, which I thought Ron Howard and Jim Carrey's version of it really was. Yeah. Did you watch, uh, I should ask this after you said Christmas story. Did you watch a Christmas story, Christmas, the new one? No, I didn't. Was it any good? Yeah, it's good, man. It's actually way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it actually tugs at the heartstrings quite a bit okay. in the movie. I Maybe mean, check it out, talk man. about the they talk about the old man and everything. So, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. We we really enjoyed it. We watched it last year, and I thought it was really really good. So, I think you'll like it a lot. Like, I just I know how you are, and I think you'll like it. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Got anything else that you? want to talk about for Christmas movies. I mean, I feel like we go on and on. Like everybody talks about die hard. I feel like Batman returns is one of those movies that people forget happens at Christmas time. Yeah, it's definitely and a Christmas that's vibes. A phenomenal movie. Same thing like, with, uh, you know, the first couple Harry Potters, they're kind of like, you know, <clears throat> Christmas esque movies. Like Christmas plays a big part in those. Um, yeah. Edward I, I think Die Hard's definitely a Christmas movie, man. I know that debate's kind of worn out at this point, dude, but I think it's, I feel like we severed it, man. I feel like it's different, definitely a, a Christmas movie. I might be alone on this. Like, I like the movie, but I feel like it's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's so overrated at this point. Elf for me is like, it's good, but like people talk about that movie like it's the best Christmas movie ever. And I, I'm just not there on that. To me, Elf is like, pancakes with maple syrup whipped cream frosting chocolate chips you know sprinkle some more like a handful <laughs> of powdered sugar on top just for the hell of it right like it's 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 likable right you're not gonna hate something like that but it's just it's so sweet dude it just it just wears you out man like i've seen it i think i've watched it twice dude and i enjoyed it but i've never felt the need to go back and watch it man like it's good but i yeah there, there's definitely i feel like it's kind of like our generation man just adopted elf is like we're gonna say this is the best christmas movie ever and it's just it's kind of weird honestly if you really think about it it's really kind of like an exercise in like uh you know this guy who's just mentally ill but we're gonna we're gonna make sure he has a good christmas yeah it, it that one just never like I don't know. It just never was one of my favorites. I mean, there's so many more better Christmas movies than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I feel like we could go on all day about Christmas movies. There's so many good ones. There is a lot of bad ones too, but I just, I feel like there's so many good Christmas movies that they've done over the years. One thing I will say, I feel like they've really failed these last couple of years on like releasing a Christmas movie in theaters for people to go see. I felt like when we were growing up till about the time we were 
mid to late 20s, I feel like they always have like a really big movie during Christmas. You'd have a selection, bro. Like, you'd have the rom-com yeah. for, for the grown-ups <clears throat> or for the chicks. You'd have, you typically would have like a raunchy comedy for, you know, the adults who didn't want to do the rom-com thing. And then you'd have something really good for the kids, man. Yeah, I feel like they've failed on that lately. Um, maybe they'll get back into it as we go along, but... Yeah, it's just it kind of sucks, man, because I, I love Christmas movies and seeing new ones come out is awesome. But, yeah, I feel like they've really failed us these past couple years as far as like Christmas movie releases. Another one we definitely uh, left out was Bad Santa, man. Oh, yeah, with, absolutely. With the, I, the best the single best line ever uttered in a Christmas movie. You're not going to shit right for a week. <laughs> uh uh-uh, Willie, last time I fucked with you, I was shitting pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you ready God, to the uh, beverage break? Yeah, let's do it. You know Dasher and Dancer, Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall what's that? The most famous reindeer of all. Come on! Put off the red nose reindeer. R.I.P. DMX, man. Pouring one out for him right now. That Probably the best Christmas carol ever recorded right there. How did we not mention I mean, that on our favorite Christmas songs? Well, we had to we had to leave him with a tease, man. You just got to <laughs> gotta leave him with more. You always got to be wanting more. You never tell me, man. What was uh, was Home Alone? Was that the movie you were talking about? You were going to disown me if I didn't uh, have it on my list? No, it's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Christmas Vacation is great. Uh, Dude, I've been watching a bunch of TikToks, and like they've been doing like the top 10 picks, and a couple of them haven't even included Christmas Vacation. I'm like, did you have a childhood? Yeah, I don't know what you're looking for if you're not looking for that, man. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. If that ain't top three, I don't know what the fuck you're watching. Uh, so Beverage Break, I think this is a little bit of a historic episode of the Pod Wars, man. I think this is the first Pod Wars I've ever done sober, dude. I've only done like two or three Chick Foley shows sober, but I had to get a Red Bull, man. Um, we, I literally was driving all day, man. I spent about five hours on the road today. My, uh, my beautiful children, Brett and Stella, they've been at the grandparents' house for the last week and, uh, they're my, my parents, they live up in Kentucky. And so we met halfway today to, to gather the children back up for, for Christmas weekend, man. So I, uh, I came back home just in time to catch a cat nap and pop the top on a Red Bull before we sat down to record this, dude. So Jordan, I hope you're drinking something, uh, stiff enough for the both of us. Oh yeah. We're, uh, we're drinking, uh, one of the Island of Misfit beers from Obscurity Brewing in, Elburn, Illinois. This one is called Donner. It is a vanilla golden ale with holiday cheer. Dude, this was a four pack and all the beers were different. Absolutely phenomenal. Every beer has been awesome and they're they're all Rudolph decorated. So yeah, it's uh it's really hard to beat this four pack of beer. Um I want to give a shout out to to Brewdog as well. Like the all their uh advent calendar beers have been phenomenal this year. So yeah, I've uh I've been really getting some Christmas drinking done lately. Hell yeah, man. I uh, That's going to segue into our next segment where we talk about our favorite uh, Christmas beers and drinks. So I'll get that started since I kind of kind of bitched out on the beverage break for this week, man. But I'm <laughs> telling you guys, I'm, I'm freaking worn out, dude. Uh, the 
my favorite, it, it's a cocktail. We've mentioned it a few times over the years on the Chick Foley show, but we uh, lovingly refer to it as the drunken gingerbread. I think this is one of the best and most dangerous cocktails that you can have around Christmas time because it's stiff as hell, but you can barely even taste the alcohol. Um, you know, there's people that I know that don't really like to drink booze that I've gotten straight up smashed off this at some of me and Sheena's Christmas parties over the years. But uh, take, take you a solo cup or you can take a rocks glass. Fill that bad boy with ice, uh, fill about halfway up with Coke, then hit it with a shot of Maker's Mark, um, a shot of gingerbread syrup, and then a splash of Coke on top of that. Uh, And then if if you really just want to set that motherfucker on fire, if you're like me, you'll throw another half shot of Maker's Mark right on top after you get done stirring it, right? Stir, get it all set up, and then just another half shot of Maker's Mark right across the top of that bad boy. But the but you know coke and makers is already a great combination and then you mix in that flavor that sweet spicy uh gingerbread syrup on top of it it just absolutely goes together perfect the drinks go down easy man but they're still like really strong like don't don't drink a couple of these then start doing some online christmas shopping dude because you're gonna have but you know you're gonna be like on the car commercials where there's a brand new lexus waiting in the driveway for your wife on christmas morning and you're like how the fuck did i do this so uh that that's my christmas drink recommendation for sure yeah, so usually mine are beer related, but there is one thing that came out either last year or the previous year. Um, I am a big eggnog drinker, uh, but Screwball came out with their eggnog, and it's a peanut butter flavored eggnog. Dude, it is phenomenal. It's I it's so eggnog, good. Dude. I mean, I I know I, I know a lot of people don't like it just because of like the texture of it and how thick it is, but. I feel like the screwball one is really good. Just pour it over some ice, give it about 20 minutes, let it really cool down, melt some of that ice, and it thins it out a little. Yeah. I feel like it's just, it's way better. Dude, the peanut butter flavor takes away a lot of, like, the eggnog flavor that people don't like. Sheena made um, a batch of, uh, you, you would have loved to be here, dude. She made a batch of homemade eggnog this week, man. It was mm. raw milk, right? Like, straight from the cow's teat. And then the eggs, you know, were right from our chickens in the backyard, dude, and freaking uh, mixed oh, it up God. with heavy cream and had some <laughs> Captain Morgan rum mixed in there. So I, I got to imagine if you're into eggnog, this was probably like some of the best eggnog ever, but not for me, dude. Damn. It's unfortunate. Um, I feel like my favorite Christmas beer probably ever is still Goose Island Christmas Ale. They just do such a phenomenal Christmas beer. Um, it's getting harder and harder to find, though, I've noticed over the past yeah. couple of years. It Goose Island seems shit, like their stuff's tough to find. I know. So they don't have <laughs> the best distribution down here, but Corks is the name of the beer shop that I go to in Memphis, which if you are in the you know West Tennessee area, dude, it is an absolutely outstanding beer shop. Uh, when they get in their Goose Island, they have to limit like, you know, two two packs per person and stuff because it, it goes quick and they don't get a ton of it when they do get it in. Dude, Goose Island is just every one of their beers is phenomenal. Um, they don't really miss. If you've done any of the the barrel aged stouts that they release on Black Friday every year, is it man, worth it, dude? A- I've I've always been so intrigued. Um, you know, I, I hate to sound like a you know like a poser or like a shallow person, but just seeing that price tag on a pack of beer makes me feel like, dude, I, I need to try this to see like if it's really that fucking good because I can't imagine they get away with charging that price unless it's just outstanding. So, I don't know how you can do it there, but here we can only buy it per bottle. It's twenty two bucks a beer. See, and they used um, to get it in. They don't. They didn't even get any in here. But when I was in Norfolk, Virginia, our total wine by my house would get it in. And they sold it by like the whatever it is, the case or whatever it is. It was 120 bucks for the. Oh, the so thing. you got six of them. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, this year we did the um, we got the bananas foster or banana pudding. I don't remember what it was, but it was really good. I mean, you have to really like stout beers, and it cannot be cold because if it's cold, it completely ruins it. I know that sounds weird, but you have to drink it yeah. at room temperature. Um, man, I'm not a huge stout fan, but I like these. They're they're all really good. I still have like four or five of them in the kitchen. Uh, for the past couple of years, because they really never go bad. You can drink them whenever. Um, I'm going to take a couple of those to Colorado with me, because, I don't know, man. This is the first like time we've taken a vacation during Christmas week in a while, so I feel like I just kind of got to treat myself yeah, next week. definitely. And drink some whiskey and just have a week, you know. It's the, just going to uh, be a special week. The Christmas beer is usually a strikeout for me just because I've never been a fan of stouts, man. Like if if one of my absolute favorite breweries like O'Connor or Smart Mouth out of Virginia put something out, I would grab it. But I really don't care for stouts, man. And that's typically what you see on like the Christmas beers. Um, I've gotten, yeah. I got a six pack. I haven't tried it yet. There was a six pack of, uh, it was Cranberry Ales. It was a Christmas beer. I forget what the name was. It was by Wiseacre here in Memphis though. Um, and it was like a cranberry sour ale and it had like a little bit of cinnamon flavor mixed in also. So we'll see how that is. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not a big stout guy, dude. There's no way that is bad though. The, the Chris, the, any of the cranberry ales are really good. Yeah. I get it, dude. I'm not a huge stout person either, man. Like I understand what you're saying. That's why I always search for the different beers. Did you like that? Uh, the Santa's reserve that I sent you last year though. It was pretty good, man. Like I said, usually when I sit down to drink them, I typically will enjoy it. Right. But I just, uh, um, it's just, I can never like, I never like it enough to like buy a four pack of it if I see it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's, and dude, the problem is a lot of them are tough to find now too. It's, yeah, they're popular, man. It's really become like with Halloween and Christmas beers, you got to get them right out of the gate or else you're not getting them. Like they're gone immediately. I got, um, it was a, it was a four, well, it was a 12 pack of beers, but there's four different beers in it last year. They were all from Ohio and they didn't even do the pack this year, but one was like, you'll shoot your eye out. There was a ton of really good beers in there, but I got it the last weekend in October and I drank it by the first weekend in November. And then I went back to get like two more and they were already gone nice. and they said they weren't getting any more. So yeah, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be quick on the trigger with those things. Like if you see them, you gotta buy them right out of the gate. Yeah. Sheena had a, there was a gingerbread stout that smart mouth put out that Sheena liked that we'd always grab every Christmas while we were in Virginia. That's gotta be good. Those flavors got to mix well together. Oh yeah. All right. Let's, uh, Let's close her out with uh, your favorite Christmas memories or traditions. This can really be anything. I just, I feel like me and you don't really like open up about our lives enough <laughs> about like, I, I know we talk about wrestling all the time, but I, I feel like we don't like let people into like how we were when we were kids and the things we liked and like things we did with our family. So I felt like this would be a good thing to close it out with. So as a kid growing up, man, we, the, the big stuff we always had advent calendars. It was always a big deal. Like my mom just loved getting me and my little brother advent calendar every year. Like honestly, to the point where I can still remember being like, you know, 
10 or probably a little over 10, probably like 12, 13 and like kind of just being over it. But I would still like fake a little bit of excitement just because I knew my mom was really excited to, you know, give us our, get our advent calendar started for the year. Um, and then just, I always loved opening that one present on Christmas Eve, man, like that. You mm-hmm. would look forward to that. I'd almost be as excited for that as I was for Christmas morning, right? Like just getting the one little taste on Christmas Eve. Did you guys do the the one present on Christmas Eve when you were growing up? We did. We always talked my mom into letting us do it. And as we got older, me and my sister always exchanged our present on Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, so that was always a big thing for us as well. My favorite one right uh, now that we have is it's not even necessarily on Christmas, but it's how we kick off Christmas season. Thanksgiving night, we all sit down and watch Charlie Brown Christmas. That's just like our thing, dude. It's super easy. You know, it's only like 25 minutes long. And that's just how we transition officially from you know, kind of like Halloween, fall, Thanksgiving time to, to Christmas time. Zoe actually watched that for the first time ever last week. She had never seen it. I felt like such a fail of a parent <laughs> that she had never seen it, but she loved it, man. It's just, it's such a good show and um, just kind of teaches you a lot about like what you should appreciate during Christmas. Yeah. So yeah, I'm all for it. Um, For us, uh, my big thing was always on Christmas Eve. We went and hung out with my mom's family. Um, so my mom had six brothers and sisters. Wow. So I had a lot of cousins. So Christmas Eve, we would always gather at one of my aunt or uncle's houses and have Christmas Eve. And I got to see all my cousins. I had like 15, 20 cousins. So we did a gift exchange among the cousins. My grandma always gave all of us something. It was just, it was really cool. Um, unfortunately, my mom's family kind of grew apart a little bit once my grandma passed away. So we, we don't do it anymore. We haven't done it in a really long time. And I don't get to see my cousins as much as I used to. But I just remember as a kid thinking how lucky I was that I had that many cousins. And um, I just had that cool of a Christmas Eve every year. So, yeah, that, w- that was definitely one of my favorite things. And we would all bust open our presents on Christmas Eve, whatever we got, and play with them, whether it was like a Nerf gun. Or one of my favorites still was I got this Nerf like archery kit. And we played with it in my grandma's house and one of us broke her mirror. And I just remember how pissed <laughs> off she was on Christmas Eve. And my mom's like, it's Christmas Eve. Relax. Like it, it'll be fine. But yeah, it was, uh, it was always exciting getting together with them for Christmas Eve. Cause that was the only time I saw all of them together. Like it was always just a special time, even though we all lived in the same city our whole lives. But yeah, Christmas Eve was always really important to us. So. Yeah, we uh, we'd always get a good football game going with all, with all the cousins. Also, that was like a Christmas tradition at my great grandma's house. Um, yeah, I remember so much fun. Me and my, you know, me and my little brother were only two years apart, and we had this set of cousins um, that were a couple years younger than us. Right, like they they were cousins also. They weren't brother and sister. They were the same. They were, uh, they weren't brothers. They were the same age, different parents. Um, but you know, me and I'd be quarterback for one of them and my brother would be quarterback for the other. And we just get them fired up and like, just, you know, smashing each other's heads and stuff just for our own sick entertainment. So yeah, not, I, I feel kind of bad now cause we would get them all fired up. Like throwing like Derek Henry stiff arms on each other and shit, dude, while me and my brother are just cracking up. I feel like one thing that's kind of faded away as like our generation gets older is a lot of like the Christmas Eve get togethers and just, just family get togethers in, in general. I mean, there is still some people that, that hold it alive and everything like that, but I I just feel like it's kind of dying with our generation. Unfortunately, like I, I don't ever hear anybody that's my age talk about like getting together with their family on Christmas Eve or anything like that. They say they get together on Christmas day, open presents. And that's really it. I mean, 
I, I just remember, dude, Christmas, Christmas Eve, day before Christmas Eve, Festivus, whatever you want to call it, was just, it was always just like a special time. Like those three days, you knew it was going to be fun. You, you knew you were going to get into something fun that weekend. Um, and I just, I kind of feel like that's died out over the years. Like a lot of people don't even do anything for Christmas Eve. Yeah, it definitely There's is so for our family. More- I'm kind of similar to you, man. My, that great grandma I previously mentioned, when she passed away, it was like, Everybody's still close, right? It's not like there's any bad blood, but everybody kind of just drifted. And like, instead of all the cousins getting together, like everybody would kind of just do their own thing with, you know, their their immediate family and grandparents. You didn't have that, like that big combined extended family tree all under one roof for Christmas Eve. I feel like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so weird over the years. Like now you see like so many Chris or so many restaurants open on Christmas Eve, all the bars are open, which I think they always were, but that's the only thing that was open on Christmas Eve. Everything else used to close by like three o'clock. And now th- there was a Facebook post about there was like 27 restaurants in Omaha that are open all night on Christmas Eve. And it's Jeez. just, it's sad, man. It's just, it's people don't do stuff with their families anymore. And it, it's sad. And I get it, man. Some people don't get along with their families. Like that's always been a thing. I know the holidays are hard on some people. So I, I'm glad they have a place to go. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of people take advantage of that, but it is sad to see like a lot of people don't do anything with their families on Christmas Eve or Christmas. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's wild how, how much the world has changed in the last, I mean, shit, me and you're almost 40. So 30, 35 years, it's just changed so much. So it's, it's kind of crazy. It's sad. And Man, a lot of people on there, my, like my daughter, I'll never get to experience Christmas Eve like we did. Like we go over to Ari's family's house on Christmas Eve night and she has two cousins. So she, she gets to spend time with them, but it'll never be like when Those I was big a kid. Families. Yeah, because yeah, it'd be people that'd be the one time of year you'd see them, man. You know what I mean? You'd see them like then and like maybe like for a big get together in the summer. And you just always look forward to it, man. It was like a big party. And yeah, you're right, man. It's kind of missing. So. I definitely would encourage anybody, you know, if it's a little late in the game now, man, but if you got the chance to bring a few more family members under their roof, if they say they're cooking at their house, dude, don't, don't take that as as a, as a no, man, like give a little gentle, gentle, positive peer pressure and tell them just bring whatever shit they're cooking over to your place, man. And everybody get together. It's going to be a, even if it makes it less organized and a little bit more chaotic, it'll be more fun and and you'll remember it. Yeah. I I feel like also like the last, 15 years a lot of people hold grudges against family members and stuff and man i just dude you only get one family ever and um time comes for us all so like it's just like you just said i encourage people to spend as much time with their family as they can because when they're not around and you think about it at christmas time it's just it sucks a lot man like we miss my grandma so much and um yeah it's just it, it christmas eve is not the same to me anymore this year we're doing Christmas Eve morning at my mom's house and we'll do Christmas Eve night at Ari's family's house and it'll be fun, but it's just, it's not the same as it used to be. Like it always used to be a huge get together and just so much fun. Like you said, seeing people that you're going to see once a year. And I just, I think so many people have that opportunity and just pass it up and just take it for granted. And I just, I really encourage everyone to take full advantage of those moments because even if it's not the greatest time or like you said, it's disorganized or chaotic, whatever it's, you can't ever get those moments back, man. Especially if you have grandparents alive, man, <laughs> value your grandparents. It's just cause once they're gone, they're gone. I have no grandparents left. I'm not even 40 years old and all my grandparents have been gone for over 10 years. So I definitely 
encourage people to spend as much time with their grands as they can. It's heavy, man. Heavy into the show. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, this is a Christmas episode. You got to talk about like family and stuff like that. Jordan, just, Jordan turned like... into the goddamn ghost of Christmas <clears throat> future there for a minute, y'all. No, it's just no. Nah, I feel I you though, man. I feel you hundred percent, bro. Life's short, dude. You only get one chance to freaking. Uh, well, you only get not one to chance. Mention, dude, yeah, this was a segment about memories and traditions, and I feel like not a lot of people have enough traditions for for Christmas or any holidays for that matter. I just I feel like our generation needs to create these traditions again and um, get their families together around Christmas time or any holiday for them, dude. It doesn't even have to be a holiday. Middle of summer, like. Dude, just just do something with your family, man. That you'll you'll remember forever. Because, yeah, you're not gonna remember playing that video game at ten o'clock at night in the middle of summer. But you're, you're damn sure gonna remember having your family over for a night. And I don't know, man. It's just it makes me sad that a lot of people don't spend time with their family around the holidays. I feel you, man. Well said, dude. I just coming after a, a visit to Kentucky last week for me. I can definitely vouch, dude. I definitely kind of filled my cup up and energized me for uh, you know awesome into this year and to kick off twenty twenty four. Let's end on a positive note, man. We'll do a quick bonus question. All time favorite Christmas gift you ever got? Ooh. So my mom and my dad actually got divorced when I was really young. So my mom did everything she could for us, but. Um, there was one Christmas, I think I was about six. My mom filled a snow sled with GI Joes and one of the GI Joe tanks. And that was like one of the most special Christmases to me. It was just awesome. It was so thoughtful. And, um, yeah, I just, my mom did so much for us when we were kids. And again, (laughs) shit that you took for granted at the time. And like the older you get, the more you appreciate it. So yeah, that's, that's definitely mine. I think I still got to go in 1992, man, when Santa brought me the Sega Genesis, dude. I think that's one that, that's uh, a good one. for whatever reason, man, that one just really sticks out. It's kind of like just, that was my Red Rider BB gun, dude, for whatever. I I, I wanted it because uh, Mortal Kombat was going to be coming out on that system when it had blood. You know, on Super Nintendo, there wasn't going to be any <laughs> blood mode. So it's like, dude, I can't have yeah. Mortal Kombat without any fucking blood. Because I'd already been playing it at the arcade, right? Um and I just had to have a Sega Genesis, man. Like it, it became my obsession. And uh, I, I remember getting it, dude. And I don't even think I, I want to say, I don't think I got any games until Mortal Kombat came out that summer, dude. I want to say Sonic the Hedgehog was the only game that I, or I yeah. think I had Sonic the Hedgehog and Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. That was the only two games we had for like six months. And we were fine, man. Like Im- imagine that nowadays, dude. You know, you got your systems come preloaded with like six games <laughs> already on there. Uh, I, I had freaking Sonic and Joe Montana Sports Talk Football and was happier than I've ever been as a, as a gamer. Uh, so I'll go with the, with the Sega Genesis from 1992, man. Outstanding video game console. It's a good choice. All right. So that's a wrap for our second annual uh, Christmas uh, Pod Warriors extravaganza. Well, I, yeah, I guess we got our own little Christmas tradition now, dude. We got to keep this going yeah. every year now, man. This was uh, barely made the cut, dude. Me and Jordan both had some very uh, busy weeks, and but we we made it a point to get this one in. And so, yeah, we'll 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 come up with something unique uh, for, for next year, also. But yeah, we got it's two years in a row now, so it's a thing. We got to keep it going, dude. 
yeah, we're, we're, we're going to keep this rolling. We'll, I'll, uh, I'll come up with some more ideas of what we can do for Christmas episodes. And the good thing is even the topics we talked about tonight, it ain't like we can't we bring them back up and talk bro. about other stuff. We totally scratched the surface on all those, the music and the movies, man. We could have went miles longer. We could do uh we can do an all listener uh, mail episode. You know, we can do Santa's mailbag one year, dude. Like, you know, we can get Sheena to come on and, and uh, join in with us. Like, yeah, we'll have some fun with this thing, but um, that's a wrap for pod warriors, man. Goal line should be, we'll be, we shifting down into uh you know, third gear here in about another month. So we'll be able to bring you guys a lot more pod warriors content there. The first half of 2024, we already got some banger episodes lined up in, in the queue, uh, that we just got to set down and, and record, but it's going to be a good year for the pod warriors and another great year for the Chick Foley show. Uh, you guys will hear from us again, but in the, you know, I just do want to thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for all the support throughout this year. And uh, Jordan, hit us with some closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here for our Christmas special. Enjoy your time with your families this weekend. Uh, Cherish it. And uh, if you don't have a lot of family, just spend time with people you care about. And just always remember, you're always part of our family. Peaceful and serene We can cuddle up